Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to the All Things Basketball Podcast with your boy GD. In this episode, I will be recapping the first round of the NBA draft. So I go through all the picks and all the comparisons and things like that. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Okay, guys, uh, it's been a while, but we're back, back in doing what we do. So let's get into it, guys. Let's talk NBA draft. I know I owe you a NBA finals wrap up. I'm going to do that. I'm going to prepare that as well. And also, I still want to talk WNBA. Seems like I've been talking about that for a minute. But with them coming close to the their all-star break I definitely want to break down some of that so but let's talk NBA draft we had the 2022 draft on Thursday uh, this past Thursday and what I learned from that draft especially compared to 2021 there aren't that many guys that's gonna move the needle right away um, course you have your first top five picks um that's probably um should be able to crack their starting lineups and uh get significant playing time but as far as you know impact guys you don't have that all up and down the draft like you did uh last year last year you had um quite a bit of guys um in both rounds, actually, to make differences. Of course, Kay Cunningham, you had uh, Josh Giddy, Scotty Barnes, who ends up winning the Rookie of the Year. Evan Mobley, who was a major piece in the resurgence of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, you had guys even later, Alperin Sagoon, who uh, for the... Houston Rockets, who I believe, um, I think next year I would keep an eye out for him, that's for sure. And then you had Bones Highland, uh, uh, also Herb Jones for the Pelicans, who made a major impact. Uh, of course, the Knicks had a couple of kids there um, who probably can use some playing time. Uh, Quentin Grimes kind of shined a bit. Um, also, Jericho Sims, I think, can play a significant part. Still don't know what Deuce McBride is um, because the coach there, you know, we, we can get into that another day. But um, And then in Chicago, uh, Ayo Dusamu. um he, he uh, definitely uh, played very well last year. So you had a few guys there that uh, show improved. Brandon Boston Jr. as well for the Clippers. So you had a few guys in there. Aaron Wiggins. So I don't think this, this year's draft is going to be that, to be honest. So, um, But let's get into it. Let's, let's get into it. Uh, so... Starting at the top, we'll start there, and the Orlando Magic, uh, 
Now, there was a lot of questions about this pick, uh, who would be the number one pick. It, um, the thought was Jab Jabari Smith Jr. out of Auburn. Thought he was the was going to be that guy. Didn't turn out to be so. Um, so they pretty much uh, uh, kind of outmaneuvered us here and uh, ended up going with Paolo Banchero, who actually coming into this college season, uh, he was thought to be probably the number one pick. So, so he he goes to Orlando, coming out of Duke, of course, 6'10", 250 pounds. Uh, he compares to a Julius Randle, a guy who's going to do the work on the inside. He's going to be a bull in a china shop, getting his... Uh, and he also can uh, hit it from outside as well. So, um, has a uh, huge potential, huge potential for them. Um, so, you know, yeah, find enough pick and... What I will say, the interesting piece is going to be how can he coexist with Wendell Carter Jr. over there. So, and they also got a few other bigs over there, like Chuma, or uh, okay. Oh, uh, you got him there. Don't know if they're bringing back a Rob, uh, Robin Lopez. You still don't know what uh, whether you're going to get back a Jonathan Isaac. Uh, the assumption is he'll be back, so we'll see. But um, you know, he's a he's a good enough choice at number one, so um, not gonna poo-poo that. So, so that's who the Orlando Mag Orlando Magic went with. Going second to OKC was Chet Holmgren. Chet Holmgren, the uh, power forward center coming out of Gonzaga. Seven feet tall, um, pretty light, 195 pounds, so real thin, uh, kind of like a uh, Kevin Durant type build. But he compares more to a Kristaps Porzingis. Um, you would hope with less injury issues than Porzingis has. He's a scorer. He's a scorer. He's going to be able to score at the next level. He should be able to, one would think. Um, also, too, given the fact that um, he'll be a shot blocker at the next level. So he's going to be able to get in there and, you know, change change shots and so forth. So, uh, so he'll, uh, will he have a major impact immediately? Maybe, possibly, I would think so. Um, right now, they're in need. Um, OKC is in need of a big. They're pretty set as far as um, uh, guards and so forth. Josh Giddy, of course, he was the rookie there last year. Got hurt towards the end of the season. Uh, Shy Gilkis Alexander, of course, he's the main guy there. You got Lou Dort there as well. Uh, Darius Baisley, um, and then you have uh, Alexei Polkosevsky. So you're going to have two real thin guys um, 
he's another seven footer. Uh, he can play the power forward or center position. So they're already calling them the thin towers, him and Holmgren. So, so that'll be interesting to see. He has a nice skill set as well. So you have to see if they're going to deploy both of them at the same time. That'll be interesting. But, um, of course, OKC gathering up as much young talent as humanly possible. So, uh, so there's, there's that. So, um, so Holmgren going to OKC. With the third pick, Houston Rockets. Oh, they, they just uh, go for the guy everybody deemed as number one. Jabari Smith Jr. Uh, he's a forward um, out of Auburn, as I told you. 6'10-220. Um, he's a great jump shooter, superb defender, and he's got a high motor. So this is a guy who's uh he's gonna get in there and work. Um not too many people in that locker room's gonna outwork him. Uh he reminds you of a Chris Bosch. He has that type of ability. So uh Jabari Smith there, fitting in with what they do there. It'll be interesting to see him up front with uh, Sagoon, the center over there. And you already got uh, Jalen Green there, Kevin Porter Jr. So uh, you got some pieces there, some young pieces. So uh, I, I think he'll come in. I think he can have impact right away. Um, so definitely... Uh, well, keep your eye out for him for sure. Uh, still have Jay Sean Tate. You have uh, Kenyon Martin Jr. over there as well. So um, they got young guys. They definitely got young guys. Still got to figure out what you're going to do with John John Wall, who opted in his player options. So um, he's probably going to be on the move nonetheless. So uh, so we'll see there. So. Just Jabari Smith, he's he's going to a prime situation, you know, where he can go in and make an impact right away. So, um, so that's that looks good in that regard. So, moving on to the fourth pick, which went to the Sacramento Kings. Now, this was the interesting spot because a lot of people were trying to move up. The rumors were that the Sacramento Kings want an established player. So, you heard of Beth. Uh, uh, plethora of chatter about that even the Knicks um, possibly giving up a Julius Randle um, their 11th pick also some uh, young pieces as well that um, that Sacramento won in return as well as draft capital but uh, it proved the price proved to be too high so they just stood there and they selected, um, surprisingly enough, they went with Keegan Murray. Keegan Murray, forward out of uh, Iowa. He's 6'8", 225 pounds. Um, he compares to a Michael Porter Jr. or even, uh, for you uh, older heads, Sharif Abdul-Rahim. Um, that type of forward. Uh, he's a top shooter. He's NBA ready. You can put him in the lineup right now and he'll produce. 
high IQ, basketball IQ as well. So um, he's a guy who's going to go in there. Um, he he'll have he'll have a spot. That's for sure. Not sure what's going to happen with Harrison Barnes. Uh, there's a lot of chatter about him being on the move, possibly in a trade. So uh, you got to bear that in mind. Also, too, uh, keep keep in mind the fact that you already have Demontis Sabonis there. Um, you still have a Rashawn uh, Holmes, the center there. So um, going to find out what they do in that regard. Um, uh, you got uh, other guys like uh, uh, Damian Jones. Uh, Trey Lyles is there as well. So, um, but... I see no reason why Keegan Murray can't be in the starting lineup, especially if Harrison Barnes goes on the move. And, of course, you got De'Aaron Fox there as well. Um, Davion Mitchell, who you got in last year's draft as well. Uh, Dante DiVincenzo, uh, who should be healthy going into training camp for next season. Uh, Jeremy Lamb you got there as well so um, so Sacramento Kings trying to do some things so we'll see what happens in that regard moving on to the fifth pick uh, so the highly touted Jaden Ivey who was thought to go fourth goes fifth here uh, a guard uh, can play probably either guard position coming out of Purdue 6'4", 195 pounds. He compares to a Donovan Mitchell, uh, Anthony Edwards type, a kid who can get his offense. Um, and then is in regard to him, or even a D-Wade type, uh, Ja Moran even, he has that kind of ability there. Lightning quick. Great handles. Um, he has uh, basketball DNA in him. Uh, his his mother, uh, she coaches uh, Notre Dame. Was a player in college uh, and in uh, the WNBA, as well as actually uh, Paolo Banchero's mother, who um, actually she. She had a spell in the WNBA. Rhonda Smith did. So, um, yeah. So, Jaden Ivey, he's, uh, there was a lot of chatter, like I said, about him. Um, a lot of teams wanted him, but the price was too steep. So, he goes to Detroit. Now, in Detroit, you have a Kay Cunningham there, who was the, Number one pick last year, so you pair, you got a nice solid backcourt there. Um, also, given the fact that you have, uh, well, you sent Jeremy Grant on the move to Portland, so uh, so you gotta make ground there. Uh, I'll talk about some other moves they made. There was talks of them possibly trying to bring in a uh, the De DeAndre um, Ayton. So there's talk in that regard. So got a lot of young pieces there. Possibly re-signing a Marvin Bagley the third. 
you uh, trying to bring him back. You still have a key, Killian Hayes. Don't know what you have in him, really. Sadiq Bay, Isaiah Stewart, um, the big over there. Uh, you still have Kelly Olnick, who had a uneven uh, season last year due to injury. Hamadou Diallo, uh, a, another uh, forward that you got there. So, Luca Garza, even they have. So, uh, yeah, so Detroit, Dwayne Casey is trying to, you know, develop the young talent that's over there. And what I like about Dwayne Casey, he's not afraid to play these young guys. So, um, so you'll get to see a lot of um, these young guys, you know, getting major minutes and uh, being able to produce at the next level. So, moving on to six. Um, that was the Indiana Pacers, and they went the route of Benedict Mathurin uh, out of Arizona, the swingman there, 6'6", 205 pounds. He uh, favors a, for the old heads, uh, Jason Richardson, more like Karis LeVert, even I heard a comparison of OG Anunobi, so um, he's an explosive athlete, a scorer, uh, something that Indiana uh, definitely <laughs> um, is in search of, that's for sure. So he goes into the Indiana situation. Indiana, there, some guys over there may be on the move. There's talks of Miles Turner. He seemed like every year they're talking about moving him. Uh, possibly a Ma Malcolm Brogdon. They want to get up out of that contract there, um, which supposedly the Knicks being interested. I don't see that, but um, Buddy Heel, you got there. You got Tyrese Holliburton in the Sabonis deal last year. Chris, Chris Duarte, who I like. Um, he he was a nice pick for them last year, and he's a He's a swing man, so you know they they got some talent there. Um, they just got to figure out, you know, how to piece these guys in. Uh, maybe Mathurin, maybe he comes off the bench for them initially, um, given you know uh, the log jam in front of him. So uh, so we'll see. But he he's a kid who can make an impact. That's for sure. So so keep your eyes and ears peel for him at number seven now the seventh pick in this draft going to portland there was chatter about this pick as well because you got to consider the fact that dame lillard he missed a lot of time last year he had the abdominal injury so so now there's a commitment in portland to bring some um more experienced, more veteran type guys in. Uh, prior to the draft, you brought in a Jeremy Grant. That was an excellent uh, pickup for them. So, seems like they're trying to build something around Dame now. They seem more dedicated towards doing that. Uh, so, um, so that's a situation that uh, we keep an eye on, out on. But 
in the draft, they went with a player who hadn't played the whole year. Uh, Shayton Sharp, uh, shooting guard out of Kentucky, 6'5", 200 pounds. Um, he wasn't able to play for them last year, but he was on the roster. Uh, so you really don't know what you have in him. The comparison I saw for him was more like a J.R. Smith. He has J.R. Smith talent. Um, of course, we know J.R. Smith. Um, he showed you flashes throughout his career. Um, as far as talent-wise, he, uh, he has all the talent in the world. It's just motivation for uh, J.R. Smith. So um, you hope this kid would have it. He has a good, great stroke on his shot. Uh, he's an athletic wing, and he has high upside. So um, he's he he's pretty much a mystery man in this draft. So you don't know what you have in him, but um, but he's a guy who I don't know will will he go in right away? Uh, possibly. Uh, you have Anthony Simmons, who you pretty much have to uh, offer. He has a qualifying offer there, so he can be a free agent. You still have Josh Hart, uh, Eric Bledsoe, to probably want to move off of that contract. Keon Johnson, you got in a trade, uh, midseason trade, uh, he, and he he was a rookie last year, so um, you got to see what you have in him. Uh, and he's a, he's a shooting guard as well. So, um, so it'll be interesting to see how sharp fits into all of that, especially given the fact that, you know, they're in win now mode with, um, you know, with Dane there. So, uh, so could this player still be on the move? Possibly so. To bring in a veteran as possible. So um, I would keep an eye out for that. At the 8th pick. You have the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, who pretty much. Um, surprised last year. Um, playing in that. Uh, getting out of that play in. Um, and they, they just. Uh, really put it on last year so uh kudos to the coaching staff over there for getting it done in that regard so uh so the pelicans they went and uh drafted dyson daniels uh a swing man he's coming out of the g league uh ignite so uh he's a he's a guy who was moving up the charts as far as the um draft goes so you knew he would go lottery it was just a matter of where and he went eighth so um and then he's 6'7 195 pounds he compares to actually a guy I just spoke about uh, uh Malcolm Brogdon he compares to him a taller version of course and more like uh, Matisse Thybul. Um He has playmaking ability. He's an elite defender. So there, there's the Tybal reference there. So um, he's a guy who, hey, listen, they, uh, 
it can't hurt to have a guy like this if you're uh, the Pelicans. And, and remember with the Pelicans, they're getting uh, their prize player back, uh, Zion Williamson. He'll he'll be back in the fold. How he fits into everything, we're not sure. Uh, remember they brought over C.J. McCollum there. Herb Jones, the rookie last year who flashed. Of course, Brandon Ingram, who can uh, score with anyone. Jackson Hayes there. Uh, Jose Alvarado, who was an undrafted player who played well. So, uh, Trey Murphy, the third. You also have a uh, Larry Nance Jr. over there as well. So, uh, they're, they're, they're pretty stocked, actually. So, um, no reason why they can't take the next step, especially with a healthy Zion and then, um, Daniels here who can make a contribution. So, uh, so exciting times ahead for the New Orleans Pelicans. That's for sure. So then we go to the ninth pick in the draft going to the San Antonio Spurs. San Antonio has quite a big, a bit of picks in this draft. So, uh, and this guy is a San Antonio type guy, Jeremy Sachan, uh, the power forward out of Baylor, 6'9, 230. Um, he compares <clears throat> to a Kyle Kuzma. Uh, he's active on both ends of the court, uh, he has high potential. He's a tough player. Uh, uh, actually. He's raw offensively, so um, you still got to see what what he has on the offensive side of the ball. So, And then he goes to a Spurs situation with, uh, you know, Hall of Fame coach and Greg Popovich who can, you know, get the most out of his guys. Uh, so you already have a Doug McDermott there who I think could possibly be on the move. Um, uh, you have, uh, Kia Bates-Diop there. Zach Collins, who I think will, you know, finally seems like he's healthy, so he'll have a major impact there. Of course, you have DeJounte Murray there running the show. Keldon Johnson, who had a fine year. Uh, Devin Vassell, is he ready to take that next step? Trey Jones, you have as well. Uh, Romeo Langford, you have a vet like Josh Richardson, who's kind of a Swiss Army knife there, Lonnie Walker as well, Josh Primo, so uh, still some young pieces over there to uh, sort out for um, Greg Popovich, so, and then we'll talk about the other picks as we go on, so, uh, he like I said, he compares to a Kyle Kuzma, so we'll see what happens with him. At the 10th pick in the draft, um, uh, Washington uh, Wizards take Johnny Davis. Johnny Davis, a uh, shooting guard out of Wisconsin, 6'5", 195 pounds. To me, this is an insurance pick just in case uh, Bradley Beal is on the move. He has a player option, so um, whether he opts in or not, uh, we'll find out. Uh, I think he has until June 30th to opt in. 
So, but Johnny Davis is a guy he compares to a Catavius Coldwell Pulp. He's a guy who can light it up. Uh, a tough player can score on all three levels. Uh, he's a guy who I think can have impact um, pretty pretty soon coming into the league. So again, um, a lot depends on Bradley Beal whether he stays in this situation. Um, and then mind you, he he actually has. Uh, Caldwell Pope uh, on the roster so he can learn from him that's for sure uh, you have a Kyle Kuzma Kristap Porzingis there Daniel Galford you still have a uh, Thomas Bryant who I think uh, he came back uh, towards the mid point of the season so he's working himself back into basketball shape uh, Rui Hachimura you still have Dene uh, Adjula, um, the is Israel, uh, the player out of Israel. You have him still. So Corey Kitzbert, who you drafted last year. So uh, a lot of things to sort out in Washington, that's for sure. So, uh, but Johnny Davis, depending on the situation, should be able to contribute. Then you have the 11th pick in the draft going to the New York Knicks. So, um, I'll just touch on it right quick and then I'll address it later. Um, the Knicks obviously not enamored staying at 11, so they end up sending this pick. Oh, the pick, by the way, was Uzmain, uh, Diang, and he's kind of like a uh, big shooting guard, small forward type, uh, 6'9", 185 pounds. Uh, he compares favorably to a Nicholas Batum, a Kyle Anderson type. He has a pro skill set, that's for sure. Um, but the, the Knicks dealt this pick to OKC, and in return they got three draft picks uh, coming back um, and then uh, I'll talk about the lat what else they did as we go on but the Knicks uh, trading this pick away so um, a lot of people up in arms about that uh, what can you do so and then at 12 OKC back on the clock they pick uh, Jalen Williams, uh, guard out of Santa Clara, 6'6", uh, 210 pounds. Who he favors is a Josh Primo for the San Antonio Spurs. He's that type of guy. He's a shooter. He has great size. Um, he's the second guard uh, drafted out of Santa Clara since Steve Nash. Wow. And Steve Nash is already in the Hall of Fame for crying out loud. That's how long ago he was playing. And, of course, he's the coach of the Brooklyn Nets right now. So, But OKC loading up on young talent. They're just, uh, they just have a plethora of it now. Uh, 
with Holmgren, Diang, and now Williams. Uh, again, he's a shooter, great size. Uh, he really uh, shined at the Combine in Chicago, and he's an elite defender. So, um, there's a lot of young pieces. I don't know how you're going to work everything in with what they already have, but uh, OKC just gathering up all the young talent humanly possible. So, so uh, that's the deal there. Then at 13, you have the Charlotte Hornets who ended up dealing. This is where it gets a little awry. They deal this pick to the Knicks, actually. And the Knicks, in turn, deals this pick to Detroit, along with um, a conditional first-round pick. Also, they deal uh, Kimball Walker. Also, four second-round picks. I don't know where to get four second-round picks from, but... Um, so they, this pick goes to actually Detroit, um, who Detroit, um, now has a big to go along with Jaden Ivey. So, um, Jalen Duran, center coming out of Memphis, uh, 6'11", 250. He, comp uh, he compares very much to a Bam out of Bayou, uh, Andre Drummond type. Huge upside. He's a finisher around the paint, inside in the paint, a shot shot blocker as well. So uh, he's he's a guy who Detroit really needed to be honest, because Isaiah Stewart wasn't giving you what you wanted. So um, he's a guy I think who can come in right away and um, more likely than not even start. So. Um, Jalen Duran, a uh, great pickup for Detroit. Um, the Knicks, I guess, they feel they're good um, once they re-sign Mitchell Robinson. You also got Jericho Sims still there. You still have Nerlens Noel on the books, um, but he could be on the move as well. So, um, so that's <laughs> again. Uh, people scratching their head as to what the Knicks are doing. So I'll talk about that later though. Anyhow, let's move to 14. Let's kind of move through these picks as uh, quickly as possible. And then I, on another broadcast, I'll just do the second round. Uh, at 14, the Cleveland Cavaliers, they select Ochi Agbaji out of Kansas, the shooting guard who was the most outstanding player in the Final Four um, last year, His and his team won it all. 6'6", 215 pounds. He's a 3 and D guy. He's NBA ready. He can come into the lineup right away. Um, he compares very much to uh, Desmond Bain type, um, type of players, which uh, you, you definitely like to hear that because Desmond played. Desmond Bain is uh, is a stud. So uh, he comes in right now. You have a Isaiah Okoru 
who's more of a defender type player. He's not a guy who goes gets his offense. You still have Karis LeVert on the books um, as well. You got a Laurie Marketin. Of course, Evan Mobley, you got up front along with Jared Allen. Um, still have a Seti Osman. So, yeah, and you still have to figure out what you're doing with Colin Sexton. So, uh, Abaji has an opportunity to contribute here to a team that was on the rise last year, played very well, just ran out of gas when it came to the play-in. Um, also, they sustained a lot of injuries down the stretch as well. So, uh, But this is a team that's rising up. Of course, there's Kevin Love still there. So, uh, Yeah, so Baji can play a major role with this team. Um, he left a winning situation, comes to the league in a winning situation. So you definitely can. Uh, uh, he, he definitely... Uh, Something good for him, that's for sure. So, all right, to the 15th pick. Um, again, Charlotte Hornets is on the clock, and they get their man, Mark w Williams, the center out of Duke. Uh, 7'1, 240 pounds. This is a guy they had earmarked all along. Even with the 13th pick, they didn't go there. They went with uh, Duran, who they know. They weren't gonna keep. They moved. They moved him, and um, they now have their man Mark Williams. He compares to a Clint Capella. Uh, he's a. You can get it in. Um, I can see it now. Lamelo Ball giving him some lobs on the inside. He's an elite shot blocker. He's a player I think is. Uh, you can insert to the lineup right now, and you get major production out of him. So, um, Charlotte doing the smart thing in getting uh, Mark Williams. My only caveat is, you, you, um, right now they don't have a coach. You had Kenny Atkinson, uh, but he decided to stay with Golden State. My question is this. If you bring in a Mike D'Antoni, will we and we all know the style that D'Antoni runs, he doesn't really favor the big men. So how does this impact uh, Mark Williams? Um, because D'Antoni likes to go small ball and all that kind of stuff. He's kind of a uh, Don Nelson type coach. So how does that work if... He's brought in that's the coach. That's my only question. So, um, but I think it's a smart pick. I think it's the right pick for Charlotte here. So, let's move on. Uh, at 16, AJ Griffin. Now, he was a guy who was slated to possibly go to the Knicks at 11, but, um, but he goes to Atlanta, um, at the 16th pick in the draft. Uh, He's 6'6", 220. Um, he favors a Robert Covington. He's a 3 and D guy. He has the athleticism. Big upside for him. But you go to a situation here. Uh, of course, you got a Kevin Herter that's, that's there. Uh, you also have 
uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich. You have him in the fold. Bogdan Bogdanovich. You also have a DeAndre Hunter as well. A Danilo Gallinari who can slide to either forward position. So, um, uh, Jalen Johnson as well. So, he goes to a situation, also a Kevin Knox. So, he goes to a situation there where he doesn't have to produce right away. He can kind of uh, come in and learn the NBA game. But, um, he's a kid with big upside, though. So, um, Atlanta can uh, sit on him a bit until, uh, you know, maybe some pieces in front of him move around and then he gets the opportunity. So, so uh, Griffin going to the Hawks. At 17, uh, the Houston Rockets go with Tari Eason. He's a forward out at LSU, 6'8", 215 pounds. He compares to a Marcus Morris even uh, Herb Jones, the sensation out of New Orleans last year. Uh, he's an explosive finisher. He's a team guy. He's a 3 and D player. So, um, Houston already have Jabari Smith in the fold there um, as your uh, power forward there. So, you bring in also a Terry Eason. So, uh, Houston's another team <laughs> accumulating young talent so uh you already know what's there already so uh terry eason doesn't have to come in right away and you know uh knock your socks off uh he got guys in front of him he can kind of uh sit and buy this time so um will he contribute eventually we'll see so um but a good value pick for the Rockets here. At 18, the Chicago Bulls. Chicago Bulls, uh, they might be in flux next year. Zach Levine's going to be a free agent. So right in this spot, they take a Dallin Terry. Dallin Terry, the guard out of Arizona. He's 6'7", 195 pounds. Um, he compares actually to uh, Josh Giddy of OKC. Um, not that superb type of pa uh, passing, but he has the handles. He's very versatile. He's a glue guy. He's a winning player. So, um, so he's a guy there that's in Chicago and we know with Chicago, they have, um, of course with Zach Levine possibly being on the move. If they don't uh, re-sign him, you already got a DeMar DeRozan there. You got Alex Caruso. Uh, uh, Duzamo, who I, Duzamu, who I mentioned. Uh, also got a Kobe White there. So, um, yeah, so he's a guy who, you know, doesn't have to come in and, you know, be the starter right away he's got guys in front of him so um but he's a guy who'll sit he'll learn he'll be the ultimate team guy so um and he goes into a pretty good situation with a playoff team so uh dale and terry going to the bulls now this is where the draft gets a little wonky um 
with players moving in and out. So, at 19, it was supposed to be the Timberwolves picking, but at this in this pick ends up going to the Memphis Grizzlies, and they take Jake uh, LaRavia out of Wake Forest, a forward, 6'8", 225 pounds. He compares to a Joe Ingles, actually. He's a good passer and defender. He moves well without the ball. He's a guy who can make an impact on the game without scoring. So, um, And that's something that the Grizzlies sure, sure can use, that's for sure. Memphis Grizzlies, of course, uh, doing what they did last year, uh, being amongst the top four in the West. Um, so, uh, Memphis Grizzlies, of course, with job ja Morant leading the way, as well as a, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. Of course, you have a Desmond Bain over there. Um, so they have some guys there and Laravia can be like a, a, a glue guy, a guy who could come in and do the right things. Not upset the apple cart. So, um, nice move for Gri uh, Grizzlies, that's for sure. So, um, again, he doesn't have to set the world on fire. He come in and do his job. So, so that's, that's pick, was the pick going to Grizzlies. Then at 20, uh, the Spurs back on the clock. They take Malachi Branham. Uh, he's a swing man coming out of. Ohio State, 6'5", 195 pounds, and he compares to a Chris Middleton. He's a guy who's NBA-ready. He's a scorer. Um, at this point in the draft, he could be a steal. So, um, he's a guy there. I mean, I already mentioned the guys that are already there in San Antonio. He joins Jeremy Sachin. Um Right now, they have, uh, Devin Vossel, who's showing you flashes there. Lonnie Walker as well. So, um, and then remember, too, that um, Derek White was on the move, and he cleared a space for some minutes at the shooting guard position. So, he's a guy who, listen, I mean, he can... He can be one of those guys, especially once Popovich gets his hands on him, who can um, be a surprise in this draft. So uh, Malachi in a perfect situation with the San Antonio Spurs. So Moving to 21, the Nuggets, the Denver Nuggets, who had their share of issues last year as far as um, no Jamal Murray, then you lose. Michael Porter Jr. early in the season, but still was a playoff team nonetheless. They draft Christian Braun, uh, shooting guard out of Kansas, uh, part of that championship-winning team, 6'7", 210 pounds. Um, he compares to a, um, for older reference, Chase Budinger, um, but he's more of a taller Alex Caruso uh, can be a streak shooter, solid player, and he can defend. So um, he goes to a situation in Denver there where um, you got guys like Willie Barton there, 
Uh, you also have uh, some guys like, uh, of course, you still have an Aaron Gordon at the forward position, but uh, you have a Bones Highland, Austin Rivers there, uh, Bryn Forbes. So it's not, uh, you know, a situation where it's not impossible for him to make a contribution. So uh, no pressure, though. So he can come in kind of learn and uh not get in the way so to speak and um and eventually uh contribute to this squad so um nice pick for uh denver and then at 22 this is part of the um deal that um memphis made with minnesota so they're getting uh this 20 pick at 22 and they're also getting 26 i'll deal with 26 in a minute um at 22 walker kessler um the minnesota timberwolves take he's a center out of auburn uh 611 255 pounds he compares to a miles turner shot blocker lob threat and a post defender uh, now imagine that <laughs> Auburn had both him and Jay. Um, they had both him and Jabari Smith Jr. So um, yeah, so you had a nice little interior over there. So uh, so Walker Kessler going to the Timberwolves. He'll be behind, of course, perennial All Star uh, Carl Anthony Towns there. So. Um, so he'll get to play behind a uh, top 10 center in the NBA. Top five even. So um, so it's a situation where he doesn't have to come in right away and, you know, um, and be the end, uh, be all end all. Um, if towns were to go down at least you have a solid uh person to put in that position there so walker kessler going to the not the grizzlies but the timberwolves and then at 23 um this philly pick supposed to be philly picking but this gets sent to memphis uh and then uh the pick is david roddy forward out of colorado state 6'5", 252 pounds. So he compares to Boston's uh, Grant Williams. He's a three-level scorer and very quick. Undersized sort of power forward um, Roddy is. so. Um, but his ability to score will be a help, that's for sure. So uh, he goes to a Memphis Grizzlies situation again. A team that's winning right now, that's pretty loaded up front. Um, of course, with Bean, you still have a Dylan Brooks um, there. Of course, you have, um, you still have on the books a Kyle Anderson, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., who I mentioned, and then um, you also have a guy like. Um, young forward that comes off the bench for them Brandon Clark who can play power forward center so uh, 
yeah, so it's again, it's a situation. He doesn't have to produce right away, so he can kind of sit on the bench and learn the NBA game. At 24, the Milwaukee Bucks, they go and select uh, Marjan Beauchamp, uh, the guard out of G League Unite, 6'6", 197 pounds. He's more like a Jonathan Kaminga light, um, but pretty much like a Mikael Bridges for the Phoenix Suns. He's a slasher. He's explosive. Um, he needs to get stronger. Um, cause right now, uh, he's kind of light there. So he definitely add on some muscle. Maybe he needs to get with, uh, Giannis's, uh, um, trainer. Cause remember, uh, Giannis, when he came into the league, he was a lanky guy. He put on muscle. So, um, but a nice pick for them. That's for sure. Um, you're getting Chris Middleton back. Um, after he got hurt in the playoffs, so, um, so you have him there, Grayson Allen as well as there, uh, Wesley Matthews, who, you know, is long in the tooth, uh, Pat Cognigan, Cognitin, who's actually a free agent, so, um, he could be, uh, on the move, so, uh, Bosham. Doesn't have to come in. Doesn't have to uh, be that guy. Um, he's on a you know championship ball club, so uh, he could come in and learn the game as well. So no pressure there. Then at twenty-five, the San Antonio Spurs, their third time in the first round, <clears throat> goes with a Blake Wesley, uh, a guard out of Notre Dame. He, uh, 6'4", 185 pounds. He compares to uh, uh, Denver's Bones Highland, uh, that type of guy. And for the uh, older heads, uh, more like a Latrell Sprewell. He's fundamentally sound. He's a streaky shooter. So um, he goes to a situation here. A lot of guards ahead of him. Uh, um so, uh, he's in a situation there where, you know, you'll, you'll get to see flashes of him in the summer league. That's for sure. So, um, he's a guy, no pressure at all, go in, um, and doesn't have to play right away, but he's learning under a hall of fame coach in Popovich. So then at 26, uh, this Dallas picks ends up. Uh, going to actually Minnesota. So the Dallas pick goes to Minnesota. Um, Minnesota picks Wendell Moore Jr., the forward out of Duke, 6'5", 215 pounds. He compares to Brooklyn's Bruce Brown, a versatile player, spot-up shooter, a good passer. So a safe forward, but he'd probably be able to swing to the shooting guard as well. Uh, in Minnesota, you know, you, you already got guys like uh, Anthony Edwards there. We'll see what happens with D'Angelo Russell. Uh, you have uh, uh, Malik Beasley, uh, another guy who can light it up. So, um, 
Yes, yeah, so Wendell Moore's in a situation where doesn't have to come in and, you know, uh, be that guy. He can come in and learn. Uh, so, and he's in a good winning situation there with uh, the T-Wolves and what they've been able to do. So, then with the 27th pick, uh, the Miami Heat, they, they uh, go overseas and they pick Nikolai Jokovic. And he's a forward out of Serbia, 6'11, 225 pounds. He compares to, uh, um, this is the comparison I like, Hedo Turkaloo for you old heads. Uh, he was a guy who played with Orlando, then went on to Sacramento where he played well. Uh, he's ultra skilled for his size. He's a shooter, he's a passer, so um, this is, I I thought this was one of the more brilliant picks in the uh, first round. He's a guy you can stash overseas, maybe he'll stay o over there a year or two, and then come over, but he comes walking in the door with the type of NBA skills that a lot of teams desire. Miami Heat right now, a winning ball club. You can always use a guy like that at any moment. So you can kind of stash him over there till he's ready to come over. Uh, more likely than not, a roster space is opening up anyway. Once uh, Adonis Haslam uh, goes to the coaching ranks. So um, you already got some solid guys there. You got, of course, Jimmy Butler. He's the engine that makes that machine go over there. So you have him, you have a situation where you have guys like uh, Oladipo, you don't know what's happening with him, P.J. Uh, Tucker, who's uh, should be coming back as well. Um, so they're actually lacking. So um, this guy, if he's ready to come over, he could come over and make an impact right away if he's ready. So, um, I thought this was a really smart pick by, of course, Pat Riley. Um, he's almost like the Red Arback of our day with these smart picks that he's picking. Um, whether it be a Gay Vincent, a Max Strauss, uh, for the lesser part, uh, Duncan Robinson, those type of guys. So uh, I think this is another home run pick for Pat Rowley here. And then you 28 pick um, Golden State, the the actual NBA champions. So they get to add to their mix with uh, Patrick Baldwin uh, Jr., a forward out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, the University of Milwaukee at Wisconsin. Uh, University of Milwaukee at Wisconsin or uh, he's 6'10 225 pounds he compares to a Jabari Parker he has that type skill uh, he has a modern skill set and he played through an ankle injury last year so um, he's a guy who a tough player um, willing to play through injury so um, he's a guy it's kind of insurance just in case you lose a 
Kevon Looney, who's a uh, out and out free agent. So um, you have a bit of insurance there in that regard. I understand. I get it. James Wiseman will probably be coming back, but um, Gold State's at a position where uh, you, you can't have enough uh, solid big guys. So um, it, if he's right, um, I think this could be a major pickup, and he'll fit right in with Steve Kerr's system there. Then at 29, um, this guy went pretty low here, and this 29th pick is actually going to Houston. Um, it's Memphis's pick, um, and it's Ty Ty Washington, uh, the point guard out of Kentucky. Um, I thought he would go much higher, um, but this pick is on the move to Houston, and uh, he compares to Andre Miller. He's a playmaker. I think he's a steal this low in the draft, to be honest with you. Um, he's a guy who's come in. He won't, won't make waves. He's um, very similar to the Kentucky-type guards you see in the NBA now. Uh, Tyrese Maxey, uh, Emmanuel Quickly, who, you know, um, once given an opportunity to play, you saw what he can do. So I think Ty Ty Washington is pretty much in that conversation. So um, I think Houston, I think that's a very good pick for Houston. Um you don't know what's, there's always something with Kevin Porter Jr. going on, so you don't know there. Um, but he's a guy who I think can contribute if he's given the opportunity. So um, so he's, he's a guy definitely uh, that Houston can use. Another young guy to add to the mix. You already got coming in the door a Jabari Smith Jr., uh, you also have, as well as Jabari Smith Jr., um, a Terry Eason. So adding a Ty Ty Washington to the situation definitely helps. I just think uh, Dennis Schroeder, he's out the door. So um, so there's an opportunity there for him. So uh, very good pickup for Washington. And then the last pick in the draft, uh, 30 this is uh, Denver's pick via OKC, and uh, the last pick is Peyton Wash Watson, a forward out of UCLA. He's 6'8", 205 pounds. Uh, he compares to a Trevor Reza type player, a guy who, you know, coming in the door, he, uh, he showed you flashes, but it was once his career... Uh, went on that he really uh, took to the NBA game. So he's that type of player. Skilled, good athleticism. He's a project, much like a reason when he came to the league with the Knicks. He was a project once he left the Knicks. So, of course, you saw what he can do, uh, which was par for the course back in the day for the Knicks. But that's another story. So, All right, so that is the... First round, guys. Um, again, I'm going to come back. And I'm going to do the second round. Then I'm going to talk a little bit about the Knicks and all that they did. So, um, so guys, I know this went kind of long, but I had to break down the entire draft. So, um, 
uh, stick around for the next episode, guys, and I will be back with you shortly. All right, take care. So, my peeps, if you like what you're listening to, you can go to my website, www.allthingsbasketballwithgd.com. You can also email me at thatsportsdugd at gmail.com. To support this podcast, you can go to my PayPal, and that email is thatsportsdugd at gmail.com. Also on my anchor page, I have a support button there that you can also use to help the podcast. I'm on all the major platforms like Anchor, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon, SoundCloud, YouTube, CastBox, Radio Public, Podchaser, just to name a few. And also you can find me on social media. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Clubhouse, and Fanbase. So, once again, I thank you for listening and supporting this podcast. And take care and be safe.